Hello, hello, hello. This is Manuel James Delgado. You're listening to The Manny Show here on Shea Radio. It's that time of the week, and I got my lovely friends in the studio with me. Woo, woo, woo. Hello. Hello. How goes it? Good. Yeah. Good. Good. (laughs) Are you missing um, not being at the school? The, yes, the, the of boarding course. school with the students because they're on like some sort of practique internship. Yes, yeah. this week seems sadly so long. I don't know. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. I yeah. think also today doesn't help the situation. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No, it's been a good day today. We we get to pray for all the other pace teams across the the world, and so we spent some time hearing their praise reports and prayers, and it's been really good. So, yeah. But we're back in the studio, you guys. What, what are we doing here, Jan? Why are we here? You mean like in the radio? Yeah. Or in general? Well, I, I mean, whatever's on your heart Everything. to share. Everything. <laughs> okay. You're an um, open book. <laughs> okay. Let's start at the beginning. So, um, uh, we had a pace team. And Daniel, he's sick at home. So actually four people. But today we are three on the radio. We miss you, Daniel. Yes. And we... Yeah. Uh, I wonder yeah, if he's listening. <gasps> Daniel? You better yeah, be listening. Really yeah, if, yeah. if, if, not, <laughs> if not, he will be thrown out of the country. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, we are here on Faroe Islands to um, build God's kingdom, to tell people from God, especially like younger people. And um, yes. yeah, and we're also on the radio just to tell people here from God and our experiences. And that's why we are here. And and how can people listen to us or communicate with us, Vanessa? Um, okay, so you can listen to us on the radio. <laughs> like you're doing now. Oh. <laughs> and um, you can write us on um, Messenger or Facebook. Yeah. And even it's if you're local, there's a, a number that they can text. Oh. Do you know the number? It's really hard oh, to remember. Uh, five, seven... Seven 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 seven. Yeah. Oh. So, woo. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Text message us uh, if you have a song request, prayer request. You just want to comment on what we're talking about. Um, do it that way. And if you're friends with us on some sort of social media, just write us there, and we'll we'll acknowledge your existence. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Nice of us. <laughs> Yeah, Lena, what's going on this week? What are we going to be talking about? Uh, we're going to be talking about the Messiah mm-hmm. because we started a new series that's called The Kingdom Seekers. Yeah. And last week we talked about the gospel of the kingdom. Mm. And this week it's about the Messiah in addition to last week. That's going to be cool. All things Messiah. What is it about? Why is Jesus the Messiah and all this different stuff, I suppose? Everything, of course. Everything. <laughs> I mean, of course, we're going to have a focus, but we... I think we're trying to explain who the Messiah is and what he came for and what he means for you in your personal life. Oh, that's going to be good. So stay with us. We're here for the next hour. We're going to play a song right now. When we come back, we will dive into this, read some passages from the Bible, have some questions. So um, yeah, stay tuned. I think we'll play Vanessa, your song request, because I, I feel like we're blessed. Is that was was that one yours or was that one yours, Lena? Oh, that was so Lena's. Blessed. That's mine. Yeah, I think. you're yeah. feeling blessed today. Of right. course. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This is I am so blessed.
child of God on my worst day. I'm a child of God. Oh, every day is a good day. Tuesday or your birthday. Every day's a good day. Now let me tell you why. If you got air in your lungs, you got blood in your body, you are a child of God. Come on and sing it, somebody. On my best day, I'm a child of God. On my worst day, I'm a child of God. Oh, every day is a good day. You're the reason why. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Got this heartbeat in my chest. No, it doesn't matter. That was one. If you listen to that song, people, and you don't feel blessed afterwards, then yeah. Listen to it again. Listen to it again <laughs> until you feel blessed because that's an awesome song. <laughs> Very good. All right. So, Lena, we're jumping straight into this. Um, and you wrote some really good stuff here. We're going to be talking about the Messiah. And people are probably thinking, well, why are you going to talk about the Messiah? What does the Messiah mean? So, maybe we should talk about what. What does the Messiah mean? Or should we read a passage or what do we want to do? Should we read the passage first? Yeah, I think we can read the passage first. Yeah, let's do that. Vanessa, you got it? Yes. Okay, so it's Matthew 16, 13 until 17. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, mm-hmm. Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do, you, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Come say John John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. Oof. 
That is good. There's a lot we can talk about with just that story alone, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> you know, it makes me enjoy uh, reading passages like this and then um, just thinking about all the things around it is this whole have rim style that you, you do devotions because you got to do like research on it, the background, put yourself into it. What is the direct message? All these different angles that you look at from just a little passage. Then if you do that enough times, at least for me, I think that way all the time now, whenever I'm reading something, I need to know the background of this. I need to know the before and the after of this passage and all this. So this has plenty of that material. <laughs> so, okay. So what does the Messiah mean? Anybody, any thoughts on that? What does the Messiah mean? Go for it. Yes. Yeah, so I think maybe Messiah is a term that maybe not that many people know, mm -hmm. or like many people maybe heard it, but don't even really know what it means. Mm. And um, I Googled it because I also wasn't exactly sure. Mm. And it has, you can, yeah, you can say many things about it, but it means savior or specifically uh, the promised and expected deliverer for the Jewish people. Mm. And what's interesting is that Messiah, it's Hebrew and it means anointed. Yeah. Um, and I read somewhere that Jesus, because he was the Messiah, he fulfilled all three roles um, for which people got anointed in the Old Testament. Because in the Old Testament, um, prophets, priests, and kings got anointed. And Jesus was all of that together. Yeah. He was the first one to fulfill all three. That's pretty intense. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very cool. And I like how uh, these two words, Christ and Messiah, have been intertwined uh, through the Bible. And depending on what translation you want to use, because like Christ is, I believe, Greek, and that means specifically anointed one. But Messiah is Hebrew, and it has this both meaning, where it's like anointed one, but also Savior. So, that's pretty cool. You, have you done any research on, on the Messiah before, Jan? Actually, um, the, this is what uh, Lina said, was a king, king price, and like this, we had this before in Germany. I was mm -hmm. on a, a Bible course yeah for one week and we talked about it but i i totally forgot about it yeah. until now oh cool <laughs> so that's actually very interesting do you know uh, uh, do you know anyone else that that kind of fulfilled double roles because usually like in the old testament you were either a prophet or you were a king um or you were a priest and and one person kind of walked in all three of these in the old testament who do you think it was? Maybe David. Yes. Yeah. High five. No one's watching, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good uh, high five. That was a good high five. To describe it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he was the more or less a prophet because he had like a lot of, he, he wrote like the Psalms, like a lot of mm. the Psalms. Yeah. And yeah. like gave a lot of input to people. Yeah. And that was very prophetic. Yeah. And stuff, king, he was a king, actually. Mm -hmm. And priest, because he, I think also because of the Psalms, because he was also, like, providing influence to the people and giving them impact. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, like, called a priest, but he was allowed to wear the priestly clothes when the Ark of the Covenant came in. And that's what his um, his wife at that time complained about, because he was so excited about the Ark of the Covenant coming in, and he's wearing the priestly clothes, which is, like, very like esteemed and he tore them off 
because he was dancing so much. So he just <laughs> had his inner clothes on. So, I mean, you could understand at least from the outside, like, look what you just did. You, you made an embarrassment of the priestly clothes mm. and an embarrassment of me dancing like that in front of all the girls, you know? So, I mean, from the outside, I guess I can understand why Michael was complaining, but she didn't see the big picture and David did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fun fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. What else we got here? Oh, yes. How did the disciples know that Jesus was the Messiah? And Jan, you're pretty excited about this one. Yes, because uh, as a, in the passage, it's like uh, that um, God, like Jesus' Father, revealed mm-hmm. it to them. And we know from the scripture that we know we need like the Holy Spirit to trust and to believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we can't believe or we can't know from our own mm. um, power. Mm-hmm. We can just know because God gives us the knowledge or like the He provides us the the yeah the, the truth. So you're saying that <clears throat> here in this situation how did the disciples know that jesus was the messiah because god revealed it god revealed it to him. and uh, to yeah. us god is also revealing it through the holy spirit mm-hmm. in this case god was i don't know it's not in the passage no but so god didn't god reveal that jesus was the messiah to the other people around only to the disciples what do you think yeah because um when you read the before that passage that we just um, read, mm-hmm. that I think it was the Pharisees or someone that mm-hmm. asked him for like a sign or something that oh, yeah. he, about who he is, and Jesus just said, "Oh, do you do you not see all the thi- all the signs?" So they didn't understand who he was, and it was just um, the disciples that really knew that he was the Messiah. Mm. And I think that everyone thought highly of him. Like many people thought that he was. A prophet that um, rose again, or yeah. Um, yeah, just a good teacher or whatever. But never did anyone really think that he was the Messiah. It was just the disciples that knew that. Why do you suppose the other people didn't want to, like, especially the Pharisees, didn't want to like accept him as the Messiah, Vanessa? Um, maybe they thought he was. Maybe that's a too easy answer, but maybe he. They just thought he was a too simple man mm. to be like the savior mm-hmm. and messiah mm. um or yeah i mean jesus he cared for people that were like at the lowest point of the society you can get yeah. so um and the pharisees were pharisees were like on top of them yeah yeah above them yeah above yeah thank you <laughs> above them um so maybe they were like they they thought maybe pretty poorly of Jesus and didn't believe that he mm. could be the Messiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, if Jesus would be like the Messiah, what, what he is, but if they would believe it, they had like so many um, points and views that are mm. like the opposite of the, that what Jesus said. And if they would like confirm that Jesus would be right, they have to admit that they are wrong. It is very hard for people to say that they are wrong, and they build like their whole life on something was or was like actually not the way Jesus taught, and so they had to admit that they're wrong. They had mm-hmm. to change, and so maybe they knew somehow, but they didn't want to like accept Im- it. yeah accept it or mm-hmm. admit it. So 
We don't know. Which is funny because like he was fulfilling all the prophecies. In fact, even mm. when he was a kid, well, um, um, King Herod, he asked the Pharisees and the teachers to come in and to bring in the books or the, the, the transcripts, uh, the, the, the scrolls, sorry, and, and say, you know, these wise men have come here to worship the new king of the Jews. Uh, where, where in the Bible does it talk about that? And so they knew all the prophecies and he was filling them all. And yet they still were being stubborn about wanting to call him the Messiah. It's a trip. Yeah, so maybe they knew, like, or they had, like, a, they, maybe they had, like, in their mind, like, kind of a mm. small, yeah. Like, so, like, maybe it could be true, but then they were like, ah, if it's true, then we have to change a lot. So they were like, we don't think about it. <laughs> we just say it's wrong. Something, because they were in such denial, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were just way too proud to Yeah. Because... They thought that they did everything right and kept all the commands and everything. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. someone suddenly comes and says they're doing it all wrong in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, they probably didn't like to hear that. No, not at all. And Oof. I think they also expected the Messiah to be something else. Yeah. yeah. I think they also wanted kind of more of a warrior type Messiah mm -hmm. instead of a servant king type. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We're going to play a song. We come back. I want to talk about the next question that you have about how can we know on a more personal basis. So, um, yeah, here we go. We've got We're Lions, You and I. Is that your song, Vanessa? Yeah, that's mine. That's yours <laughs> by John Lucas. <laughs> Single leaf, 
Don't forget, we're all lions in Christ Jesus, you and I. Thank you for that song. You're welcome. That was a good song. Cool. If you're just joining us, this is the Manny Show on Shea Radio. We're going through a series called Kingdom Seekers. Last week, we talked about the gospel of the kingdom, what that means, um, and what that means for us. And today, we're going a little bit deeper into, because, you know, the message is not complete unless it's about Jesus. Would mm-hmm. you agree? I agree. Totally. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know and I know it's all about Jesus died on the cross. Sorry. Uh, so, so yeah, we're talking about Jesus and that he's the Messiah. And um, we quickly talked about um, how did the disciples know that he was the Messiah. And Lena, you wrote next, um, how can we or how do we know today that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior, the, the anointed one? What are your thoughts on that? Yes, so I think Jan already said it earlier that the disciples, they knew it because the Holy Spirit or like God revealed it to them. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, it's true too. 
without God revealing it to us, we couldn't know that mm. Jesus is the Messiah. Um, but I also have a passage for that, and that's um, it's in John twenty thirty to thirty one. Yeah, um, and there it says, um, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And I think like this is such a simple answer just by like reading about what Jesus did and what he talked about and then just believing in it. And mm. this just and there's also another passage that like um I thought a bit about lately and it's in Romans ten seventeen. And there it says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So that's basically all it takes, just hearing the message yeah. about God. Mm -hmm. And then believing is always not knowing, so it's always a risk yeah. in a way. Yeah. But basically all it takes is to hear about God and about the good news and about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and he knows like our belief method <laughs> if you want to call it that because we're all different you know sometimes some some people it's easy for them to have faith in things that they don't see and others are a lot more critical and and if you notice what you read just before that it was about thomas and yeah. his experience yeah right and i'm like because he was the one he has the nickname doubting thomas and um and everyone had seen jesus but he didn't so he says i'll believe when i see the holes in his hands and in his feet. And then shortly after that, Jesus shows up and says, hey, Thomas, come and look. And he fell to his knees and it says that he cried out, my Lord and my God. This, I did a study on this. I don't know how, I think I heard a preacher talking about it once. But when Thomas says, my Lord and my God, you know, this is like the abbreviation of every name that you can call Jesus to, you know, to proclaim his holiness, hallow be thy name, you know, the Lord's prayer, hallow be thy name. So every name that, that um, lifts Jesus up and that he's called by was in this phrase, my Lord and my God. So he actually said so much more, but in Hebrew, when he fell to his knees and he was like worshiping God or Jesus, who is God. So that's crazy, you know, that he meets us where we're at to show us that he is the true Messiah. And it's just really up to us in the end to believe. But he knows how to meet us at the level that we can receive this. And um, like like you read right here, it says that, but these are written that you may believe. And somewhere else it says that this written word is living and active. So that's why you literally just need to read it because it's alive and and it will come alive to you. And then the next thing is you just, you got to believe. <laughs> in the end, no matter how intelligent you think you are, you're going to have to allow yourself to just believe and live by faith and not by sight. How's that for you, Jan? How, how is it to like just accept that Jesus is your Messiah? I mean, in general, it wasn't that hard because I'm like from a Christian Uh, upbringing family and all mm. the stuff yeah. but on the other side I, I'm also a person who wants to understand everything I wants to like when I'm interested in a topic I want to know like everything and how it works and like all the backgrounds and in this case it's very hard mm. because if you don't know or you, if you can't know you have to 
accept that you can't know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the be- beginning, when I was young, I was always like, ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, in this in this case, it's not sure. And I can't, I don't know. But now I'm like, yeah, I can't know. And so I can't blame myself for not knowing. Mm-hmm. I can blame someone else for not explaining this to me because we have to believe. Mm-hmm. What about you, Vanessa? How hard or easy was it for you to accept Jesus being your Messiah? Mm, I think the accepting part wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. But to make the decision myself, like that I will really follow him. Mm. Maybe that's not the question you asked, really, but um, it's all good. I think it's sometimes, it can also be hard if you grew up in a Christian home to like step outside of that uh, like bubble bubble of the faith of your parents. Mm. And for me, it helped to go somewhere in another church where my parents are not, okay. where I'm alone, where mm. I'm like... Maybe with friends, yeah. yeah. But where I really have to engage myself and maybe ask myself questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that step uh, can be hard. Mm. But you, you can do stuff. Yeah. You can read the Bible yourself. And, yeah. That's a pretty smart or clever move to okay maybe i should go to another church so i'm not under their umbrella or mm-hmm. or you're so and so's daughter mm-hmm. you just go and you're yourself and yeah. then you are really exposed to like okay do i actually believe yeah. this and even coming on this this mission trip like you're really out Definitely. of your comfort zones all of you because yeah. you're not only away from your parents but you're away from your culture and and just the way that cuz cultures they express faith in different ways mm-hmm. You know, it is all about Jesus, but the way that you look at it, it's just like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. Yeah. They're all like from a different angle, and they were all part of the same culture, but they wrote it from their viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how much your viewpoint, being from Germany, is to like an American mm-hmm. and their viewpoint of Jesus. And <laughs> that's probably way different. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. No. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, How does believing in Jesus as the Messiah change people's lives? Go for it. Uh, I would say um, the first thing that came to mind was like the fruit of the Spirit. Okay. Maybe as like a general thing, because if you believe in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And having the Holy Spirit inside of you and allowing it to change you it will change you and you can change it so and they are like it's in Galatians 5 22 to 23 but the Holy Spirit produced this kind of fruit in our lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control so like it's if you accept Jesus you also accept the Holy Spirit because it's yeah. one like it's God Yeah. and then you will change Mm. And it will change your life, it will change how you think, it will change how you act with people, which also will change how other people interact with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Lena, you wrote John three sixteen through 18. Yes. Can you read that and then tell us why you chose that passage? Yes. So there it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Ooh, it's pretty straightforward there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, oh, that that's kind of straightforward. Should I put that in? <laughs> oh, yeah, it kind of yeah belongs to it. So, yeah, but why I put it in is because this is, I think this is just the key message of uh, why Jesus came to earth and mm. um, how believing in Jesus changes our lives because that means that we are saved and that means that um, we have eternal life and that our souls are saved. And um, I sometimes think um, for myself, but ma many people are often like, oh, um, I want Jesus to do this in my life and I need this. And I thought like a few days ago, I don't want to believe because I want Jesus to do something in my life. Mm. I want that this, what he already did, that that's enough for me. Mm -hmm. Because I definitely have things in my life where I'm like, ah, Jesus, I, I want you to do something about that. And I mm. want you to change that. But I don't want to just believe in God just because I hope that he will change something yeah. in my life. Because mm. what he already did is enough for us. Yeah, You're not like saying, Jesus, I'll believe in you 100% if you do this, this, that. Yeah. Mm. Because, yeah, well... <laughs> That's a scary way to look at this relationship with him, in my humble opinion. Um, but I, I've, I've read this before, and I've had talks with people too about, you know, because some people, they're like, well, I don't need saving. I've heard people say that. I don't need saving. You know, I'm, I'm doing fine. Everything, everything's okay. Um, but what this passage is saying is like, you know, he came to save the world because the world needs saving, whether you want to agree with it or accept it or not. And he's going to be here to save you. He's done everything to save you. And, he, and then he says, but I didn't come to condemn the world, you know, but if you don't want to believe in me, you're already condemned. <laughs> it's like, whoa, yeah. you know, how are we supposed to take that? You know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really, a lot of times we just quote the 316, which is yeah. a powerful verse, but I think we need to also understand, like, he didn't come here to condemn us. Like, that's the last thing. But I mean, if you, you know, if you don't want to accept, he's saving us from being condemned. And if you don't want his saving, then you're already in this condemnation because you don't think you need saving from it. Wow, that's really tough to like see people blinded and are okay with living in this life of condemnation. Oh, yeah. And but if we like see it, the world and like how our Western society is, mm -hmm. or like the history, we have like a lot of Christian values. Yeah, they are like influenced by Jesus and by the um, somehow also by the will to be like Jesus, like that we don't fight each other that much, maybe, mm -hmm. and stuff like this. And so, also people who say that they don't need salvation, they are, like, they live kind of, like, in a world that is, like, influenced by Jesus. Mm -hmm. So they are, like, they have, like, the prophet of Jesus. Still. And then to say they don't need Jesus is kind of a bit ironic because without Jesus, the world wouldn't be like this. Mm -mm. It would be, like, maybe worse. Probably worse. And of course, you know, there's the age-old argument, well, look at how many wars were started because of, 
you know, the church and religion. And, you know, you have all of these semi-justifiable arguments. But I actually looked at the statistics of how many wars were started due to politics or churches or dictatorship and all that. And I, I think religion, especially Christianity, has the lowest amount of deaths due to war because of starting a war compared yeah. to any other war, which is quite interesting because they always say that most of the wars were caused because of Christianity. Mm. But no, but in history, like religion and um, always like religion and uh, politics were like so connected to each other that religion was politics. And so the cause well, was... I mean, but like World War One and World War Two. Yeah, had nothing to do with religion. Yeah. It was I, dictatorship, and I, those are counting. I know, but I mean, like, the medieval times where people say, like, yeah, yeah. that Christianity um, caused the Crusades, it wasn't about Christianity. It was just about politics. And, and they used yeah, Christianity. Yes. Or, yeah. So, and this is, like, the point. Yeah. That and that was a very long war, too, but even that one doesn't put a large percentage of how many people died because of, because of war. It was a long one, though. It was, like, what, 100 years? Something like that. It's crazy. But anyways, back to the... <laughs> we're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Very cool. Any other thoughts on... Um, I guess we were talking about how do we uh, know today that Jesus is the Messiah? And Jan, you said it was basically like how the disciples, uh, God revealed it to them. Holy Spirit reveals it to us. Uh, but in the end, we have to believe no matter where we're at mm. in life. Right? Any mm. other thoughts? Play a song. We'll come back. We'll get personal, personal testimony time. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Okay, we're going to play your song, Child of God. Is that yours? Yes. Bye. It's not my song. It's my recommendation. Yeah, yeah. You didn't write this. Child of God by Dax. Here we go. Dear God. Thank you for leading me down this path I'm thankful for the man that I am At first, I didn't understand Now I see the tribulations that I faced Were all part of the plan I tried to walk away, I wasn't whole You fill the gap inside my heart and let me know I had a soul I was bleeding on the inside Nobody could see Then I looked into the mirror, he was staring back at me Now I gotta say, I was lost Where'd I go? Now I'm here, glory road Child of God, not a sheep, lost my way Came on home, used to think the world was cold And I was fighting all alone until I made that call and heard his voice and touched right through that phone All my pain, all my stress, added to the dumb neglect I used to take my burdens and disperse around to all my friends Anger and frustration was a means, but never to an end Until you picked me up and took that weight right up off my chest A child of God, nothing more, nothing less Born sinner, not by choice, but also born blessed I could feel the pressure building up and choking at my neck Then God told me take a breath and he would handle all the rest I'm not a stranger to evil, I've done wrong to people I've told lies, but in his eyes I am still equal My words weaponized, bars save lives They lethal and take off in the sky Spread wings like eagles My life's an open book, something for the world to see People watching what I do, so I'm careful of words I speak Came up as a child, I never thought that this was what I'd be But now that it's my path, I swear to God that I won't fail to leave Speaking positivity with every single breath I breathe Working up to God, I'm on my hands and down on my knees Asking him to grant me with the strength in this world of greed To be the person that will have a shoulder when they need to lean Promises I made to you, God, yes I will keep May not be who they want, but I'm making what they need Rose from the dirt in the middle of the concrete And bloom to a tree to create and disperse seeds Impact is what I bleed, won't fall for anything I answer to God, I don't answer to no human being I am not a slave, I am not the devil, nor a fiend I'm a child of God, just like you, we all 
leave you You need me just as much as I need you Fight these battles with me, I promise that you will see through And stand tall over things beneath you Child of God, he is I and you are him To see God, we must first look within Nowhere else, no place, no human, no race Just us and faith till we meet again It's Dax We're all created in God's image Each and every single one of us Gangster. Amen. Christian gangsters. <laughs> you know, when I was in, in the States, Jan, um, we were working with inner city projects with gangs and the kids and taking them out of that environment and taking them to like a Christian youth club and stuff. And for the, and for the teens, the club was called God's Gang. <laughs> and then for the little kids Sunday school age It was called His Kids Nice <laughs> I love that Cute So we've been talking all about The biblical aspect Of the Messiah Thank you Lena For these wonderful questions And passages that you chose um, What's this last part That you want us to do here? I just want us to share a bit About our own stories Because mm. I mean The story of Jesus is the Messiah is all about him saving us. And I think he saves everyone in a really personal way because everyone has their really personal story. Mm. So everyone has something really individual and specific what Jesus saved them from. And I think it's really encouraging to hear that. Yeah. Super cool. So who's going first? Who wants to share? Why, why do you have Jesus as your personal Savior, your Lord and Savior? Vanessa? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so um, now you asked a bit of a qu different question, but I'm going to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about the question, what did Jesus save me from save in my you life? From, yes. And I think actually the biggest part is um, sadness mm. or like um, the darkness kind of that was like over my life um, because... Um, there was a time before I really decided that I will want to follow Jesus um, where I was just sad all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know why there wasn't a reason to it. And I that's why I said darkness, not only because it's like darkness and enemy, but like um, it really felt like a darkness that was over me and just like a blanket, but not a good blanket. Mm -mm. Like I couldn't really see, I couldn't care for other people because I was so c focused on myself and um yeah so jesus definitely saved me from that sadness because suddenly um i don't know it, it happened one summer where i um i don't know th there was a time where i was like um something happened and um for six weeks straight i couldn't pray at all wow um because i was just in so much doubt and The sadness. Mm. And then um, suddenly God gave me joy. And through this joy, I could start praying again. I could start reading the Bible again. Amazing. Um, and this, I, I would call it contentment, mm -hmm. so being content. Mm -hmm. um, so God gave me that. And I'm so blessed by it because it's still until today that I can just have joy in, in God. Yeah. 
there's no reason for being really joyful, but it's in God. It's not, yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Love that. That's powerful. The blanket of darkness is gone. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had a time of my life, some years, where I gave too much room in my mind and my life to people who don't deserve it and who are like actually bad for me. And I was a Christian before, so but. In this time, I also, I was still like believing in God and all the stuff, but I had some a bit distance to like God and church and all the stuff. Even if I was, what I was like, uh, physically I was there, but in my mind somehow there was like just a bit, I wasn't caring that much. And that, but God was like caring for me mm. still through this time and. Then he helped me out of this. and How did he help you out of it, you think? <laughs> this is a longer story. I just think with uh, sending me here, maybe, because mm. then I had to do some changes in my life. Yeah. And then, yeah, I put away like almost all of the bad stuff. Mm. And now I'm here. And yes, uh, last week, Daniel said he's here living his life at his fullest. And I can just... Uh, Repeated. It's very nice to be here. Yeah. You're living life to the fullest. Yes. Amen. Like you said. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Very cool. Love hearing that. What about you, Miss Lena? I think for me, it's that God saved me from the dependency of other people, because I. That maybe sounds a bit abstract, but um, my whole teenage years and like all the last years that I really remember I've always been so dependent um, on the people around me in such a toxic way because um, like on the one side I always it was always so important to me what other people think of me and um, it was my primary concern always what other people think of me and I couldn't I could never act naturally because I was so scared that people would think something bad of me. Mm. And then also it started that um, I would always, like I would always have like one specific person in my life that I depend everything on, like mm. a, a best friend or whatever that um, I basically depend my life on. Like even though I had struggles and everything, but it was still okay when I had that person in my life. And I was so dependent on um, people and I was also so so dependent on many other things but that's another story um, but I think Jesus really saved me from that um, in in a hard way um, maybe but I think that was the only way that I could learn mm. because I, I had a best friend uh, last year and I lost her and I was really really hurt through that and really crushed but only through that I could really find my way to him. Mm. And only through that I can really prioritize him now and really be free. Oh. And I think that's what he gave me. He gave me freedom from people because I just, because I was so hurt, I was I already started then being like, oh, I don't want to rely on people anymore. It's It's been too much hurt, too much pain because several like things like that happened 
several times in my life and it's just been too much and I was like I don't want to rely on people in that way anymore and then I noticed oh I think that was also the problem that I always <laughs> did that um and now I'm like I want to be okay with just Jesus being yeah. my priority and of course I want to have relationships in my life and friendships and people are so important to me but that's not why I rely on and that's in the end not what I need and Jesus is enough for me. And Come I also, on. like, a cool thing is that after that happened and after I really learned that in the hard way, and the relationships in my life really started growing and blooming and mm -hmm. got so blessed. And I have better friends, like, if you can say it like that, better yeah. friends now than ever before, now that they're not that kind of priority to me anymore. So... It's so cool how God blesses us, yeah. saves us at the same time. With he that. doesn't really take away. He actually restores. Yeah. So when we say, okay, like you realized, okay, I need to stop depending on people like the way I am because it's toxic. And you, you used your energy to focus on your relationship with him. Relationships started becoming even better than they could have before. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so mm -hmm. intense how that changes. So... Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, I think I think for me he's saved me from so much. But if I want to put it like you know why did I need saving? I think I've always been very extreme with things. I always wanted the most exciting things happening in my life, whether that was through relationships or atmosphere or whatever. I always was so extreme about everything that I did. And you know, that made my life very toxic because then if it wasn't extreme, I would break down somehow and find dependency on something else. And um, yeah, it made, it made everything around me very, very toxic. And, if, you know, most of you know, I struggled with a drug addiction because of this extremeness. And um, it just ate, ate at me. Like really just, I hit rock bottom before I knew it. And I had... At one time I was, you know, putting on these really cool warehouse parties and I had friends all over. I could be in a big city like Long Beach with millions of people and I'd always bump into people that I knew because of the parties that we threw or the places that I was at and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I found myself living on the streets because I didn't even have a place to go with a drug addiction and no one wanted anything to do with me. It was just from one extreme to the next. And finally I was like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, and so I asked, I asked Jesus, the only person that I knew that could probably save me, <laughs> to save me, and he he really took me out of that that lifestyle so fast. But it took me a while to understand to have balance and to depend on Him more than me creating something to do. I had to allow Him to create because His His way for my life, our lives is perfect. It's good, pleasing, and perfect, the Bible says. Because even as a Christian, I found myself, I got to do this for him. I got to go here for him. I, you know, and I even got extreme with that. And it wasn't, but he's so graceful. He's so patient. So he met me every time that I crashed and burned and said, that's not what I really wanted you to do. I just want you to be with me and let me guide you. Come, you know, uh, walk with me at my pace. Because my walk with you is good, pleasing, and perfect. It's what I want for you. It's the best for you. 
And it's still a journey because, you know, I'm very extreme and I'm fast paced and I want to just always be doing stuff. And I've had to learn to calm down a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And even though I've calmed down a lot, I still see myself doing a lot for God. And that's such a blessing that he can still use us. And I feel like because I've slowed down that me and my wife, my family, the people around me are able to do more because we're more dependent on his timing and and his direction. So yeah, he saved me from a lot. I could go on and on. We probably all could. (laughs) So yeah, so thankful. We're going to play a song. We'll come back. We just want to pray for the listeners. Is that all right? So we're going to play Repentance. And this is a really cool song. It has Lecrae. 116 in it, Trip Lee and Andy Mineo. Here you go, repentance. Transparent, apparently you care for me like a parent I swear it's the coldest winter ever upon my shoulders Days are long, my nights are even longer The weight's so heavy on my back I can't move Can somebody help me? Where do I turn to? Since I was a youngin' I've been gunning it all alone Ain't asking for help, I just carry it on my own And turning to God was for the weaklings I'm looking at life through such a weak lens I can't see clear, but it ain't tears in my eyes It's sweat pouring down from the years I done tried To be my own savior, said I'll never fail But never had the righteousness it took to save myself So this is where I turn, confess, believe That Jesus is the only savior that I'll ever need I repent tonight, yeah, it's like I always seem to fall Catch me, can you catch me, can you catch me for I'm gone, I'm gone Trying it on my own, I know I can't do it But still I'm just holding on And when you see me up, yeah, I'm really down And when you see me smile, there's really no one around So if I let it go, promise you catch me now Yeah, just catch me now, promise you catch me now Yeah, go against me now Trying to stand on my own, still I'm just crawling Trying to be the man I should be, that's my calling But no matter how hard I try, I don't never really grab Got a step, I'm on the verge of bowling Often I'm feeling like I'm hopeless Feeling like I failed, I'm groaning Cause I grip my teeth in a strap each morning Trying to be strong, but daily I've blown it Man, I don't know what's gonna happen, I see Some change gotta happen in me I'm weak and some kind of power's lacking in me that it be sweet. Is there anyone to turn to? Dear grace and peace, do I really gotta earn you? Can I be forgiven for the time that I burned through? I wanna learn and be free, but I hear I gotta turn and believe. Please, yeah, it's like I always seem to fall. Catch me, can you catch me, can you catch me for I'm gone, I'm gone. Trying it on my own, I know I can't do it, but still I'm just holding on. And when you see me up, yeah, I'm really down. And when you see me smile, there's really no one around. So if I let it go, promise you catch me there I go again, yeah I blew it Everything I don't wanna do I keep doing Steadily feeling stupid instead of making excuses I just need to face the music, I need ya I lean on my own strength but it's useless Cause healing only come by them stripes and them bruises I chunk deuces and turn towards you But sometimes I turn right back to it Why do I abuse all the grace that you're giving me? It's like I can't win, man, I still got sin in me And I struggle just believing you forgiving me Cause if I was you, I would've been done, finished me 
but we're not the same mentally thank god your grace is amazing look where you went for me on them wooden beams took responsibility for sin that you never did to call you a friend of me your ways are so high but you bent your knee i keep falling but you call me to get on my feet keep walking trust what you started you will complete i'ma keep repenting till the day i leave yeah, yeah it's like i always seem to fall catch me can you catch me can you catch me for i'm gone i'm gone trying it on my own i know i can't do it but still i'm just holding on and when you see me up yeah i'm really down and when you see me smile there's really no one around so if i let it go promise you catch me now yeah just catch me now promise you catch me now yeah catch me now it's like i always seem to Right, we're back, and our time is nearly over. Was that fast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was normal for was me. It? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So I was just hoping um, we can give some last words of advice. Those that are, you know, like, what do they need to do to experience this Messiah? Lena, what, what do people need to do to experience this Messiah? I think the first step is just prayer because mm. um, Jesus or God, he wants to meet everyone and he loves everyone. Um, if you're on this earth, then God loves you um, because otherwise you won't be here. So if you just ask God and pray to him that you want to um, see him, that you want to know him, then God will show himself to you, maybe not in the way that you expect it, but then mm -hmm. God will meet you. And also definitely reading the Bible is a good advice. Cool. Amen. Would you like to close this in prayer and just bless those that were listening? And uh, as always, we are here every week. And if you need anything, prayer, or you just want to talk, get a hold of one of us. And we'd love to hang out and help you on this journey to experience the one and true living God, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Go for it. <laughs> Lord, I want to thank you for this show today. Um, I want to thank you for everyone who is listening. And I just want to pray that you will bless them with your um, really, with your presence that they can feel. And um, yeah, just experience that they experience your love in their life. And yeah, the knowledge that you are their Messiah. Um, yeah, please um, bless the rest of this day, and amen. Amen. All right, y'all, we will see you next week. We'll play one more song, and um, but uh, have a blessed week, and uh, we'll continue the series next week. Here's Lecrae with Praying For You. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Father God. To you for somebody who knows you, Lord, but just haven't hasn't been seeing you in the right view lately. Let me out, Father. I'm praying for a friend. He and I are pretty close, and out of all my friends, but this one I'm concerned the most. He say he reading daily, but he ain't really learning. He been in church, but say that he ain't moved by any sermon. His face weak. He ain't prayed in a week. He wake up and just weep. With his face in the sink, Lord, you gotta help my man. I'm praying for him daily. He 
ain't seeing, but it just seems as if he going crazy. He say he feeling trapped, can't even hit up the mall. Cause every lady's half dressed, tempting him to lust and fall. He keep the TV off, videos just make him feel that he ain't really nothing without money, girls, and shiny wheels. The other day he told me that he felt less a man cause he ain't have a five year plan or a piece of land. And man, it's crazy cause his family thinks so much of him. Plus, he got a godly wife who always show a love for him. But he's struggling, even though we talk to me, I tell him what to do, but he don't listen when he ought to be. I'm scared for him cause there's people that look up to him. He got some younger siblings who've been changed by what he's done for them. But is it done for him? Lord, don't let it be. If he don't want to talk to you, then Father, hear from me. Is it done for him? Lord, don't let it be. If he don't want to talk to you, then Father, hear from me. is worsen since we was last conversing i'm with him now he ain't doing well this i'm certain he say he trying to trust you doesn't want to disgust you but he was in the midst of sinners and did not discuss you and just today his anxiety's got the best of him he knows christ but for hours refused to rest in him he's not the best of men but lord i know he really loves you and i can't understand why lately he's not thinking of you people trust this dude you can crush this dude father he needs more of you i pray you touch this dude what can i say to him i'm determined to pray for him father empty and break him i pray you'll just have your way with him because there's a change in him and the effects are strong i pray you'll open up his heart before the next song and when he gets home i pray you'll open up the 66 book love letter you wrote and soak it up because he ain't hearing you